I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There was a boy who was speaking to a man on Grindr. He was into older men. Um, he was speaking to a man on Grindr. Uh, Don't tell us it was his dad. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week, I am joined by the DJ who stole our hearts on I'm a Celeb and the etiquette coach who's going to steal our hearts on this pod. <laughs> it's Will and Jordan, everybody. Woo! Oh, hello. Thank you for having us. You're yes, so thank welcome. you. Oh, right, so I feel like there's a fucking whole host of different accents on this pod already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, so Jordan, you're obviously from up north. Yes. Whereabouts uh, I, in particular? I never mention it. It's called Burnley, a town in Lancashire. Um, Stop. I'm, <laughs> I'm very proud to come from there. I uh, support the football team. Yeah. I often harp on about that. Um, and William is from Bristol. Yes, I'm not from the north. I'm just going to spoiler alert for anyone <laughs> anyone listening. Uh, yeah, I'm from I'm from Bristol, which is a, a love. Have you been? I have been. I actually did a photo shoot there um, earlier in the year in. Oh gosh, was it Bristol? No, it was Bath. I'm oh, that's close enough. Is it close enough? Okay, yes. amazing. Yeah, but it was a beautiful. And then I'm sure I did. Do you know what I did in Bristol? I filmed catchphrase. Oh, oh right, yes. yes. I knew yes. I'd been. Yeah. So yes, I think that's done in Bristol. Yeah, uh, Will, it's it's absolutely lush there, by the way. It is. It's lovely. And I'm personally responsible for, for how <laughs> Bristol looks. So so thank you. I will pass that on to my team of uh, city planners. <laughs> and Jordan, I feel like I didn't compliment Burnley and it wasn't intentional. <laughs> it's, it's no, more... <laughs> it's more difficult, though. Don't, don't worry, we don't often get compliments, but it's, it's a lovely part of the world. It's a, well, a, a great, great small town with really... Down to earth, hardworking, lovely, genuine people. Lovely, lovely salt of the earth people. Probably very yeah. similar to where I'm from. My friends from Bolton, like one of my best mates. Like, is that close? Yeah, that's um, that's like half an hour away, just outside oh. of Manchester. And Bolton, there's something about Bolton because it just produces the best personalities. You got Peter Kay, Paddy McGuinness from there, Sarah Cox, Vernon Kay. There's so many like real good TV and radio personalities and comedians from there. We've got a girl that's started on Radio 1 very soon. I think she's from Bolton as well, so there's something about that town. Gosh. Oh, this is uh, the, the Hollywood of the UK. <laughs> the Hollywood of the <laughs> North is Bolton. Hollywood of Lancashire. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. But I mean, I went to uni with her and I did drama, media and cultural studies at uni. She did 
I'm so off on a tangent now, but she did um, film studies, but she is funny. Like she's got such a, she's got bags of personality. So that doesn't surprise me what you've just said. Yeah, definitely. Who who did you go to uni with? Me friend, like the one I was telling you about. Peter (laughs) Kay. That's (laughs) (laughs) Same year and everything. (laughs) Um, Right, so you guys are a bit of an unlikely friendship, but you've managed to not only get super close, but also create a pretty successful podcast. Tell us all about it. Yes, well, it's um, uh, so Jordan and I have known each other for about 12 years or so. And we met in Manchester when uh, Jordan was on work experience at the BBC and I was uh, a guest on Five Live and, and Jordan was responsible for showing me around. Even 12 years ago, he was claiming to be the UK's leading <laughs> etiquette expert. He was 21 <laughs> years old. We were both 21 and he was claiming then that yes, he was but... the UK's leading <laughs> etiquette expert. I, li- listen, I, I think I was ahead of the curve because now it's all about, you know, manifesting and putting things out into the universe. <laughs> I did that 12 years ago and look, it's it's become the truth. I'm living my own truth. And Vicky, when we first met, and we both say this, we never thought we'd be friends. Um, I, I made him a cup of tea in a chip mug and he was absolutely mortified. Was he fuming about it? Yeah, and I, I <laughs> thought he was like... In his, Early to mid-30s, he was married to a librarian wife. How wrong was I? <laughs> I thought he had a wife and he'd go home and put his cardigan on every night and read books and listen to well, Mozart. Yeah, bits of that are true. <laughs> and, yeah, we just we became friends. We went to a... Um, I moved in with two friends of mine from Manchester and William was mutual friends with him and he came around to a house party. And um, I've told this story so many times, but it's true, my... my my friend said to me, um, I've got a mate coming around tonight. He, he probably won't like each other. Just don't be rude. I was like, <laughs> yeah, fine. And I think he said to William, he won't be your cup of tea. Just don't be rude. Uh-huh. And that night, it was the Olympics party, weren't it? That's how long mm. ago, 2012. Yeah. Oh, my God, was, that was a while yeah, ago. We had an Olympics open ceremony party, and William just took the mick out of me all night. He took the piss out of me all night, and it was, and I just thought, this is the funniest man I've ever met. <laughs> and we've been friends ever since. That's always yeah. a good basis for a friendship. I, I just remember we had we had an American with us and all night he was just getting little snidey marks <laughs> about Americans. And I was just like, who is this guy? Oh, and he's been firm friends ever since then. Yes, indeed. And then and then um our friend Stuart suggested that we we sort of he went, Oh, podcasts are coming back. This was sort of at the end of 2017. And uh, he he runs a production company and he said, Oh, well, let's uh Let's just do a couple of episodes as a bit of a test, just more for his benefit rather than ours. Mm. Um, and then he sort of assigned us our our now long-suffering producer, Ben. Uh, and 284 episodes later, here we are today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So you have not you have been proactive about it, haven't you? Yeah, we honestly, we, we, we thought we'd get two, maybe four series out of it because we started <laughs> doing series. And now we just, we do every week. And we've done three sold out tours as well. Um, so we record it every week, but we we do we are genuinely really good like best mates. I'm I'm doing a um, reading at his wedding in September. Oh and, stop! Congratulations, he, Will. Yeah. Thank you. You're yes, welcome. we're uh... he's getting married to a builder from Wakefield. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, oh, and I then, would love it if you were. <laughs> people <laughs> say to me all the time, "Are you actually friends?" And he's he's coming round to mine for dinner. Tea on uh, on Thursday. So I, yes. I actually we might be going out, William, because house is That's in, fine. 
Are we going to come to yours first and have sort of canapes? Come to mine first. Canapé, yeah. Come to mine first, but the flat's in a bit of a shit tip, so we might just go to the pub near me and get some of it. But that's dinner at my house, anyway. That's, that's tea at mine, Vicky. How imagine. lovely. <laughs> so I imagine dinner at your house and then dinner at Will's house is a very different affair. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yes, on, on newly upgraded dining room chairs now. <laughs> Uh, we were slightly delayed, uh, listeners, uh, restarting this because I had to take a delivery of of new dining chairs through my back passage, and but they were very nice. The back of the side of the house, of course. But the um, they were very nice. The delivery man, it, you you see, you get what you pay for. They not only they brought them in, they would, you buy them in pairs. They brought them in in their boxes, and I thought, oh, okay, well they'll just drop them there, and then after the recording, I'll... they were wearing their underpants. <laughs> what? They were coming in their no, boxes. boxes. Boxes, oh, okay. not boxers. And uh, and I thought, That's well, I'll say, Lucky you. No wonder you paid more for it, you dirty get. <laughs> no wonder I was late. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, but I thought, oh, they'll drop them there and sort of I'll sign for them and then they'll go and after the recording, I'll unbox them. But no, they unboxed them. They took off all the plastic and all the polystyrene mm-hmm. and all the awful stuff that comes on furniture now uh, and then took everything away. So marvellous. Oh, that is a real job well done. Yes, I know. I'm, I'm a rare example of uh, quality delivery service. Have you got shares in this company, Will? Or... No, no, but I should. <laughs> That's, I wanted to ask you, I mean, not that I don't want to talk about your mm. dining room chairs, Well, I feel like I have to no, say no, them. No, it's have, what the listeners want. Yeah, yeah, I have to say them at the end of this. My interest is peaked. Mm. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk to you about the pod because I love my podcast because it gives me a chance to work, but not wear makeup. Yeah. Like literally, am I wearing pants? Who knows? You know, I I love I love the relaxedness of it. But when you take it on tour, that to me is going into real work territory. Mm. It feels scary. It feels like nerve-wracking again. Like what made you want to take it on tour? Um, well, I I like talking to lots of people that are physically in front of me. I mean, that's what I do in my day job. I have groups of whether they're, you know, I think the, the biggest one before we started doing the tour, I mean, well, at school, actually, going back to school, I, you know, we do readings in chapel every morning. I would take it in turns, and that was in front of 700 people. So it didn't, it's sort of talking to large groups of people doesn't massively phase me. Um, and then with with my day job, when it's just me and sort of having to improvise, I can be talking to up to 100, 200 people sometimes. Jordan, on the other hand, he's, he's a fascinating creature in so many levels. Um, but Jordan is incredibly good on stage when he goes on and sort of Doctor Theatre takes over and the adrenaline kicks in, but leading up to that moment, uh, Jordan is a nervous wreck yeah. because in his day job uh, and on the podcast, his podcast is talking to me, yeah. and on his day job, uh, he's talking to to Vic or to who or just to himself before before the drive show, and millions of are listening, but he can't see them. Exactly. Yeah. You see, I and get that, Jordan. That's where I, I'm coming from. People just think. But I'm, I'm a lot better now than what I used to be, but I got terrible stage fright. Um, I remember when I was in local radio and I was on stage hosting an event and I just left halfway through. Like I, had to, I left the stage because I just couldn't get back on, physically couldn't get back on. I felt awful. Um, but yeah, William doesn't mind it so much, but I'm all right once I'm on. Once I'm on for the first 10 minutes and a couple of jokes have landed and stuff, it's fine. But I think the reason why we wanted to do it was... We just started realizing that we had these real loyal listeners that were listening every week, and we were like, "Let's let's go out on tour for a laugh, and let's mm. kind of do the podcast, but with some added extra 
live elements. So when we go on tour, it's it's not just our podcast on stage. And I've been to see lots of yeah. podcast shows. It's, and there's not wrong with that because I love them, where it's just literally the podcast on stage in front of an audience. And that's fine. That's great. But we kind of put on a show. Mm. You know, we write little skits and uh, we have a lot of music and, and sketches. And the big last dance tour, number at the end. Big oh, dance of number at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the last tour, the whole premise of it was uh, it was William Stagdo because he 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 famously famously said, and it's a meme that now pops up every six months. We get tagged in it. And he was on this. He was on this morning with a, a Geordie lad who said Stagdo's a mint. And oh William, my god, I remember. Yes, and will and it's and it always pops up as a meme saying Britain in one Britain in one. Sentence. The two types of British men. The two types of British men, and William said he would famously never go on a Stagdo. So we were like, let's take him on. 12 stag was it 12 we did oh, it felt like it yeah it was eight, it was enough eight. we did a like a, a, a tour so we went to newcastle yeah. edinburgh manchester oh, London, all and the hot spots exactly yes. and the premise of the tour was william stag i'm yeah. obsessed i'm actually gutted i didn't get an invite now tell me what well, you did uh, well, I think the 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 low light was uh, being tied to a chair with three dressing gown belts and a pair of fluffy pink handcuffs. Uh, because we should also just point out, Jordan has been known, uh, revealed on our podcast inadvertently. He protests that he didn't mean what he said. I don't believe him. Jordan pretended. Uh, well, uh, Jordan presented the fact that he might be of an evening a little bit kinky. No, right, that is bullshit. That is bullshit. Somebody, a listener once texted in asking if I was kinky, and I said no. And Vicky, as a joke, <laughs> just as a joke, I said, uh, I have been tied up with a dressing gown belt before. It was right. funny. Right? And it's just snowballed from yeah. there. Now people think I'm into dressing gown belts. I've got this kink where I want to be tied up with dressing And it's just snowballed from there. And sometimes, Vicky, you've just got to own it. It's lovely. You've got to roll with it, babe. Yeah. And, mm. and, it's like what you say, the lady doth protest. And I was like, I've not, it was a joke, but now I'm yeah. just like, right, sack it. And we've even got like merchandise, dressing gown belts I was that we sell. Just gonna say, babe, like I've got my marketing head on yeah, and you're missing a trick if you don't get on that train. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, don't worry, we have. We have we, 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 we've got we've got help I sexed my boss steamers, you know, to steam your clothes. We've got all like we've got I still don't a friend said to me the other day, they went, Why are you doing steamers? And I went, I don't I can't really remember. I said, what I can't. Cheap. They were cheap. They yeah. were cheap. We've got I, a whole we, load cheap. We said something and and then the lovely people at Swan who do the steamers got in touch and said, Oh, let's do our own. But I can't really remember what we said mm. to promote to, to initially that we went down the steamer route. But there we go. If I don't get a help, I, te- I sexed my boss steamer after this, I'm going to be gutted, mate. I'm Leave sure we can arrange us. that. Leave it yeah. with us. Amazing. Can I just ask, was the podcast tour after the pandemic? Is that when you started that or did the, you start before? No, we, oh. we've toured pre-pandemic. Right, okay. um, I think we did, we, we did a couple of shows in 2019, London and Manchester. Then we did start of 2020, just before. And then... We, we toured, like... And finished, I think, three weeks before lockdown, wasn't it? Mm. Mm. And we kind of knew it was coming. And then we started another tour in the summer of 2020, thinking that, well, was it meant to be in the summer of 2020? It was, no, it was meant to be in in early, I mean, it got moved. The one that we did in, no, we did in 2021. We did start of 2020, then we did autumn 2021, and then we've just done spring 2022. And it just got delayed and delayed. Yeah, it was a bit of a nightmare. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Have you noticed a difference between the audiences before and after? Like, I feel like even in myself... I was like, oh, it's not going to change me and all the rest of it. But like post-pandemic, like I'm so grateful for things, you know, like big social things like birthdays, whether it's a, sorry, I don't mean for this to be triggering will, but whether it's a Hindu, whether it's like, like whatever it is, I'm so excited to be there. I just, I wondered if that, the audience was the same. Yeah, definitely. I've noticed oh, wow. that. Like people are just so happy to be out. William doesn't like it. He, um, he often <laughs> goes to the West End and he loves musicals. And yeah. he's obsessed. Oh, like, too. He is obsessed with Mary Poppins. He went last night to watch it. He goes to watch yeah. Mary Poppins every week. Every week. No. Yeah. Well, honestly. not quite every week. <laughs> but, Most weeks. But, yeah. I've, is it a feel good thing for you? Yes, yeah. it is. I mean, I, I was obsessed that. with the Poppins books as a child, and obviously the film, and then the new film. And I saw, I first saw the Mary Poppins show in two thousand and four. It actually did its pre West End tryout in Bristol. So there, there's a sort of a. Of I went to see. It. I was sort of a friend said, "Oh, I've got this free ticket. Do you want to go and see it?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I love Poppins. Of course, I'll see it." And then since then, I have been um, borderline obsessed. Uh, and then of course, it's it's moved into London since twenty nineteen. I have. It's the first time it's been somewhere where I have lived and had disposable income enough to go to it, which is why my total time seeing it has sort of racked up relatively um, quickly. 30, <laughs> what is it, 30? Last night was 37. 37 times. But he hates, he says, because audiences are now yeah. so happy to be out of the house <laughs> and back at live shows, every show gets a standing ovation. And it used, to be, really, used to be really rare, didn't it? But now yeah. it's every night. And you don't like that, do you, Mr Hansen? Uh, well, I don't mind it for Poppins because it's richly deserved, but uh, depending on who's on. But the um, for yeah, for, for for you can do. I mean, you can watch absolute sort of mediocrity, and it's still fun mediocrity. And you've had a nice night, but they're up. Yeah, the audience are up. Or they oh, they can't behave beforehand. I mean, I went to go and see Sister Act. We've talked about this on our podcast uh, very recently, but the I mean, the audience behavior was was atrocious. Um, and I think maybe in the your pandemic... opinion, what does that mean, atrocious? So uh, just on their phones. Oh, that the is show. shit. No, that is shit. Uh, and lots of people that have the flash notification when Ugh. when an alert comes in. So not only does the screen light up, but then the, the floor lights up around you. Um, that's not great. Um, I agree with you there. Actually, I thought it was mm. you were going to be like very pedantic, but no, rustly, I agree with you there. Rustly popcorn in packaging. Although last that's night's pedantic. Pop- no, it's not. <laughs> Last night, though, at Poppins, delighted, I went to go order some uh, minstrels because mm. I was in the process of having some pre-minstrel tension. And so I ordered some. That's an old joke. Uh, not, I still love mine. it. <laughs> um, 
I ordered some and the barman, in, in fact, without even asking, I was slightly mortified, opened the packet. And I thought, why is he opening the packet for me? And then he decanted it into a plastic cup. And he went, there we go. So it went Russell. And I thought, yes, why don't more theatres do this? Excellent. Oh, that's ingenious, actually. Yeah. How much were they then? I bet they were about five quid, weren't it? Yeah, probably. I mean, I mean, it's not cheap as a theatre. I, I got around it at Sister Act because I went to see Sister Act too. I got around yeah. it at Sister Act and I'm not joking, it was 70 odd pounds. It's fucking madness, isn't it? Mad you get and your got, eyes open, don't you? Don't you? Um, my mum and dad were there, um, and there was a few. There was a good few of us, so I got around in and two packs of chocolate. Seventy odd pound. Yeah, really sick. I think a trip to the theatre, like it always opens my eyes. Like my mum, because obviously she used to look north, John. But whenever she comes down, we're fans of the theatre as well. Will so we, I love to take that, and we're mm. not fussy on the show. Like we've done loads mm. of different ones over the years. Like I think the last one I checked out to say was Jersey Boys. It just love it. it. It was so good. I was really like not excited. Didn't think I knew any of the songs, but it was amazing. Anyway, you're looking at like in excess for two people. If you want good tickets, 300 quid. Well, this is the thing. You shouldn't pay because I think it's worth like paying 50, 60 pounds. Because obviously it pays all the performances and stuff. But <laughs> yeah, we were talking about this recently. I, d- I don't think you should be paying more than 100 pound a ticket each, but some are. Some are like 220, mm. 200 pounds. You mm. wouldn't pay that, would you, William? Some... It's worth, no. I think, going to the theatre is worth, I don't know, it's hard. It all dep- it's all relative, isn't it? Have you got any little hacks to get cheaper tickets than Will? Oh, because- he did it yesterday. Oh, oh yes. here we go. I'm going to go Mecca Brew, but go on, you do it. <laughs> Have I got him fired up? Have I? This, is, on, the, this, is, the, this is the secret to <laughs> not having to remortgage. This is the secret to not having to remortgage to go to a London theatre. Uh, now, I should just caveat this for those outside of London, for touring productions, very rarely do they do what I'm about to discuss okay Okay. so touring productions are sadly slightly more expensive Uh um because obviously you've got costs of touring the show but within london a lot of the shows such as pop-ins or the lion king frozen um beauty and the beast do day seats and it's normally about 10 10 30 sometimes 12 o'clock go on the website it'll tell you um will release day seats for Mm. 30 quid or 25 30 pounds per seat you can normally only buy two so if you're going with a whole army of people it's not for you Uh um but if you are going with a whole army of people get in touch and ask what discount they can do because often they will give you discounted seats if you are selling eight if you are buying eight seats they'll do it at a discount um so yeah you can get day seats you just have to sort of join the queue there's no guarantee that you'll get it but if you're sort of hovering ready to pounce on the stroke of 10 30 you get them you get really good seats anywhere in the theater i got Dress circle row B, so that's sort of second row in on the dress yeah. circle, middle layer. Last night, thirty quid each, marvelous. You, lit- you yeah. evil genius, you will. And that. and there are there are also lots of other apps like Today Ticks and and similar ticketing apps that you can you can go to to get discounted seats. So um, wow. there are if you look for it, there are there are discounts, and you don't necessarily have to pay top price as much as the theatres might want you to pay top price. I'm going to have to give this a go because honestly, it was costing me an arm and a leg. She wants to see that Hamilton next. I'm going to have to put on remortgage. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, Hamilton is an expensive show anyway. They yeah. do, I think they do a lottery. So they don't do day seats, but they yeah. do a lottery where you can enter it the week. So if you wanted to go next week, you'd enter it this week. Uh-huh. But obviously, Hamilton being an incredibly popular show, yeah. the chances of getting tickets are slim. My uh, fiance enters it every week. Um, he's yet to win. I want to see. I want to see Tina. I really want to see oh, Tina. Me too, babe. I had tickets to see it, and then again the pandemic. Mm. Um, sort of. I mean, that's not the the, the biggest um, tragedy of the pandemic. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> two years of lockdown and I couldn't get to see Tina and all that. <laughs> so, but then I rescheduled it and it, this, the theatre still weren't open and I just, it went in me junk. So I was all dressed up and on my way to the theatre and I was like, you know, I haven't had me, I haven't had me like reservations through. Let me just check. And it was cancelled again. Uh, I know. Uh, and like the days they rescheduled them too, I couldn't make it. And it's just been a big chew on. So, oh my God, if you want to go and see that, I am fucking down. We're well anytime. up for it. Yes. So excited. Have you got anything on your theatre to do, Will? No, just Mary Poppins another <laughs> 10 times, really. <laughs> You've seen There's, Hamilton. I'll be honest. Yeah. I have seen Hamilton. Is uh, it worth it, babe? So, so Mikey, my fiance, in in between working on the brick site uh, in Wakefield, as Jordan would say, uh, is is he works in theatre, and he a very busy has, man. Yeah, <laughs> he has been. He listened to the Hamilton cast recording before they went to Broadway when it was off Broadway as doing a tryout, and that was that was five six years ago, and we had it on in our flat in Manchester at the time a lot. So I can almost do it word for word. Now Hamilton is very clever. The lyrics are why you go to watch Hamilton because it's clever and it's funny and it's presenting history in, a, in an interesting way. Staging wise, oh here we go. It's just some people standing on a thing that turns around. It's right, quite that's, dull. that's unfair. I've never no seen no. It. no. Well, then you've never seen it. But I've never seen it, but I think we should add some balance to this. It's literally become... Well, can I finish a, my sentence? It's become a phenomenon. I can't even, yes. say, the, I can't even yes. say the word. It's become a, like peop, a phenomenon. People are upset. Like People are obsessed because the lyrics and the music are so clever. But if you are very, very familiar with the music and the lyrics because you have had it playing nonstop for years and then you go to see it in the theatre and you can basically do it, the sort of the, the cleverness of Hamilton, you're sort of aware of it. And from a staging point of view, it's fine, but it's a, it's sort of, you can't necessarily see where your money went. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. So it could be, it could be a podcast is essentially what you're saying. Yeah, just listen to it on, <laughs> or just watch it on Disney Plus. If you want, if you want to, if you want to save money, watch it on Disney Plus. Save yourself the bother. You won't be getting any free tickets from the cast of Hamilton anytime soon. <gasps> no, He's probably not. On not. their Christmas card list, is he? No. <laughs> <laughs> Lads, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you in part one. I'm going to be back in part two to talk more about your podcast and we can catch up a little bit about the jungle, Jordan. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.